It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's the handoff. You know who that's? Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we are going to talk about the breaking news of the schedule release. The thing that always makes me laugh about the schedule release, though, is that we already know who these teams are going to play. We just don't know when they're playing them. We know exactly where these games are going to be, too. But now we know the exact order of them because of the schedule release. So to talk about this, we bring in our friend who is the co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, what's going on, brother? Not too much, man. I guess this was kind of the uh, the last uh, little event of the offseason. And now it's um, you know a few random weekends of camp and um, you know mini camp. And, and before you know it, it'll be the end of July and training camps will be starting up. This is how the NFL keeps it going 24-7, 365, <laughs> which is exactly the way they like it. They spread it out so that there's something to talk about all the way throughout the year. And so now we get to the schedule release, and I want to get to the other teams and the highlights of the schedule, national games and all that. But let's start with the Jets, obviously. And their opener is September 11th against the Baltimore Ravens at 1 o'clock. Reminds me of 2010 when they actually opened up MetLife Stadium. The first game there was against the Ravens. It was on national TV on a Monday night. The Jets lost a very low-scoring, boring game. Let's hope that's not what happens this time. But it's an interesting opener for sure. This is a Ravens team that on paper looks pretty good. I know they lost Hollywood Brown, but this is going to be a tough one in the opener for the Jets. If they can somehow win this one, that would be a lot of positive momentum carrying forward. Yeah, definitely. And it's, um, you know, a game where, you know, the Ravens offensive weapons aren't going to scare you. You know, there's nobody like, uh, you know, I know later on we'll see uh, Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase and uh, Tyree Kill. You know, they don't have the, you know, I know that Mark Andrews is there, but they don't have those guys that are really going to stretch the field or going to make you kind of lose sleep. But they're going to be tough. They're going to run. They're going to run the ball with their quarterback also, but there are three three-headed backs that they have and uh, they'll get uh, um, Gus Edwards back. They'll get obviously Dobbins back and they sign Mike Davis. So they're, they're going to want to, you know, run the ball and run it often. And it's one of those uh, buckle up your chin strap games right away. So it should be a, a nice test for at least the toughness of, of a new Jets defense. So, um, you know, you, you I, I mean, maybe it's kind of a loser mentality, but I would have liked to see, kind of an easier game to start it off, but Hey, I mean, you get, you get Lamar's first game back and, you know, I know he missed a bunch of games last year at the end and um, losing Wink Martindale is tough for the Ravens. So they're, they're kind of a team with some new pieces as well, but um, it's a good, good test for the Jets right away. 
You know what's interesting about this schedule, Nick, for the Jets is that they play four teams in the same division all in a row. Ravens, Browns, Uh Bengals, Steelers. The Browns are on the road week two. The Bengals back at home week three. And the Steelers on the road in week four. Of course, the Mike White revenge game here. The Bengals will most likely be facing Zach Wilson this time. Knock on wood. Hopefully there's no injury there or anything like that. But they'll be looking to avenge that one from last year at MetLife. When Mike White had that phenomenal game and Jets fans left the stadium chanting his name, of course, that was the last time that was going to happen. But those are the first four games of the season, and it's a really strange occurrence. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. The Browns game will most likely hinge on who's playing quarterback. If it's Case Keenum, that might be a winnable game. If it's Deshaun Watson and he doesn't get suspended then that's going to be a much harder game to win. The Bengals coming off of an AFC championship win and almost winning the Super Bowl, they're going to be very tough, even though that one's at home. And then on the road against the Steelers, I know that they have an unsettled quarterback situation, Nick, but that's a really strong roster, and that's going to be a tough one in Pittsburgh. So they get off to a rough start with those four games. Yeah, it's it's like you know you're a 4-13 and team, after being two and 14 and you're playing a schedule as if it was made for like the Kansas city chiefs or something like a 14 and two team. And it's just, um, you know, I know we talked, we laughed about the, the schedule release and we know the teams who you're playing and whatnot, but this is the one thing that that kind of does stink is that you like, you don't know what, where you're, you're, or, you know, who you're playing when. And um, I wish there would have been kind of like, the bears or the Jaguars thrown in there to break these games up. But man, you're, you're looking at, I mean, all four of these games, you know, take it quarter by quarter, right? I know there's 17 games down, that's 16, but um, take them four at a time for all four of those teams could be playoff teams. Like I wouldn't be surprised if all of them make it. I think, you know, the, the, the one thing to watch is the Browns, whether Deshaun Watson gets suspended. Right. So that's something that would make, on paper, that game a little bit easier, uh, but also the the Browns are still a tough team. They run the ball well. Um, you know, then then the Bengals—they're a team I could definitely see kind of taking a step back. And who knows? Because Burrow's great, um, ton of weapons—they've improved the offensive line. Um, and then Pittsburgh with the quarterback, like you said, all these teams are tough teams. They're physical. They want to run the football. So the Jets will have a a test um, right out of the gate to see. You know how tough this team is. They're a young team, you know, so expect some slot in place. Expect them to still kind of, um, still kind of find their footing really in this league because you're relying on mostly first year and second year players. Um, yeah, you sprinkled in some veterans with uh, Jordan Whitehead, Reed. Uh, those guys will, will definitely help, no doubt. Tomlinson, the two tight ends, but you know the the core of your team are still relatively young players. So. Um, you'll get a good test. These guys will get a good test for sure. And it should help them in the long run. So, you know, I know the, the win loss, win loss kind of thing the the record prediction stuff is, is funny. You got to win one out of these four. If you can split, you know, I think you're in a good, you're in a good place. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The next five games lead up to the bye. The Jets have the Dolphins at home, followed by a road game against the Packers, another road game against the Broncos, back home against the Patriots, and then home against the Buffalo Bills. The Dolphins game is going to be an interesting test. That's at home, but you got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. So DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner are really going to have to step up in a big way. On the road against the Packers, I know the Packers lost Devontae Adams, but they've still got Aaron Rodgers, and playing in Lambeau Field is always very difficult. Going into Mile High, same thing, and especially now with Russell Wilson. We don't know exactly what the story is going to be with Jerry Judy just yet because news broke there, and I'll let you get into that when you talk about this, Nick. But still, with Russell Wilson there, and they've got weapons all over the place, pretty good running game with Javante Williams, a strong defense. That's going to be very difficult. The Patriots always tough, although that one's at home. On paper, should be reasonably winnable. Against the Bills at home, more winnable than being on the road, but still we know that the Bills are, if not the best team in the AFC, certainly right there in the mix. So those next five games aren't a picnic either, Nick, as they get ready for the bye, which comes up week 10. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really tough first half of the season. Um, there's no other way around it. And I know the goal and, and everybody is excited about competing this year. And um, yeah, we want them to win as many games as possible. But I think in the long run, a schedule like this is going to help them, you know, more than it hurts them. Because realistically, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, um, I don't think they're a playoff team this year. The AFC is too good and the Jets just have too many young pieces all over the place. So what you want to see is these young guys getting big time reps against good NFL teams and this coaching staff doing the same thing. And you want them to compete and you want them to, to find ways to win some of these games. But, you know, looking at it realistically, um, if they can somehow get to that bye week, I think it's week 10, right? We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. If you can get there with three or four wins, um, you can at least give yourself a fun, you know, if, if it's four, you give yourself a fun second half against some pretty winnable teams. So you're going to have to take a game like one of the two road games, the, the Packers or Denver, if you can find a way to win some road games this year, which the Jets haven't done. Um, that's a, a good step for this young team. So it, it really is just about competing and finding ways to, to win a few of these, not just to like, Hey, you know, nobody wants, <clears throat> you know, moral victories. We are tired of losing games, but um, on paper, you're playing teams that are just on another level than you right now. So um, who knows things, things change before the season and anybody can beat anybody. We saw it last year with the Bengals, the Titans, the year before with the Rams, um, it's it, it, uh, on Sunday, anything can happen. And I think this young team is going to, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be tough. They're a tight knit group, which, you know, we see uh, really, you know, it's just watching any kind of clips or just hearing the way these guys talk. They're definitely a hungry group. So I think they'll be prepared. Um, you know, do they have enough talent to beat these top echelon teams? We'll see. But, you know, that, that Denver game to me is one that, Russell Wilson really hasn't played great football in, in about a season and a half. Like, let's be honest. So I know the team has a lot of talent. Um, the Broncos don't, to me, I think they're another team that are, that are, and we talked about this last year. I know me and you with the Broncos. Um, and yes, adding Russell Wilson is a lot better than having, I think what Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Um, but still, I think 
the Broncos are a team to me, and I know playing in Mile High is tough, but they don't scare me as much. I, I think they're the, the I think they're going to probably be third or fourth in that division this year. To be honest, what's the deal with Jerry Judy, Nick? I think it's a. I, I spoke with a buddy of mine who's a detective, and I some the language in there, and he's like, it's pretty interesting. So he looked up basically the the Denver or one of the on the outskirts of Denver, and he said it's a misdemeanor. It seems to be something where he. I think it was with his the the mother of his son. I think it's a one one month old son, and um, he either did something to the property or like threatened her. But there was no physical altercation. Um, so I think it's really kind of just. He told me it'll be like a slap on the wrist, a fine, maybe some kind of restraining order. I don't know the the ins and outs, but I don't think it'll be anything that'll cause him to miss any games. Getting back to the schedule, November 13th, circle that on your calendar because it is one week where you are guaranteed to not see the Jets lose. Also, you can make some plans that Sunday because the Jets won't be playing. That is the bye week. Week 11 against the Patriots on the road in Foxborough. Then they go up against the Bears at home, on the road against the Minnesota Vikings, and then on the road against the Bills. On paper, three of these four should be reasonably winnable, Nick. The Patriots on the road is not going to be a cakewalk, but the Patriots are not that juggernaut that they've been in years past. At home against the Bears should be a very winnable game. I don't think the Bears did a very good job at all of building that roster around Justin Fields. And then week 13 on the road against the Vikings, listen, you go on the road, Minnesota, it's going to be cold, all of that. But the Vikings, to me, are a very middle-of-the-pack team. The Bills, obviously, the toughest one here because, as we said, one of the best teams in the AFC, if not the best team in the AFC, and they'll be on the road, and it's going to be in December. So that's going to be very difficult. But on paper, at least, Patriots, Bears, and Vikings, all winnable. Yeah, and, and it'll be the second Patriots game in, I think, what, three weeks, right? They have Pats, Bills, mm-hmm. by, and then Pats again. So, I mean, they have to win one of those. Like, there's, if you want to see any kind of prog- progression and feel good about this team, you can't keep losing to the Pats. And you got to be competitive against the Bills. It'd be great to take one of them from them, but I uh, might be asking a little bit too much. But um, this is this is when you want to see – it's kind of like the sec. It's kind of like the rookie uh, label is kind of taken off now. You got nine games under your belt. You got the bye week. You're going to start seeing teams for the second time. You know the Pats, Bills, Dolphins. So you can um, you'll get a little bit of a better feel for how you play and you know, see see these guys for the second time. You change things up. You um, you know, you just get a better feel for, for the league, and it's, it's a little bit of a breather in week 10. It's a good bye week, actually. It's a good time to have one. Um, so you kind of get a, a reset button, and, you know, you can start. If you're if, if you are where we want them to be, right, and to be a team that's going to be competitive, these are when you want to start stacking some wins. And I know it sounds crazy to say stacking wins on a team that's won, like, six games out of the last 30 or 40. Um, but... You know, I know we want to kind of crawl before we, you know, walk here, but um, there's teams on paper that the Jets just have more talent than the Patriots, the Bears. So, you know, maybe the Vikings. I know they have a, a few talented playmakers on offense, but um, it's definitely a winnable game. So, again, taking it four games at a time, if you want to, if you want to have any kind of make a run, you got to win three out of the four. Realistically, if you take two out of the four here, you're probably happy. And then the final stretch here, Nick, you want to talk about winnable. This is the easiest stretch <laughs> of the schedule by far. 
home against the Lions, home against the Jaguars, and that's the only primetime game the Jets have of the season. Boy, they really go all out to get the very best games on Thursday nights. Jets, Jaguars, 815, oh, the Thursday night game on Prime Video. And by the way, Jets fans catch a break on that one because otherwise they could have been playing on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Instead, they play the 22nd. Then New Year's Day on the road against the Seahawks, against their old friend Jamal Adams, and they finish the season on the road against the Miami Dolphins. So the Dolphins, on paper at least, are the toughest team of those four. They could rattle off some wins there. So if they could tread water in the early part of the schedule and finish strong here, this team could be, at the very least, significantly improved over last year in the win column. I'm not necessarily predicting the playoffs or even a winning record, but they won four games last year. Very possible that they could win close to double that this year if things break the right way. Yeah, and, and you look at, you know, I always look at the quarterbacks who, who you're slated to play, and, you know, anything could happen that late in the year. Like you're looking at Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, um, Drew Locke, or Geno Smith. And at that point, you might even see Teddy Bridgewater in Miami. Who knows if Tua stays healthy or what that team is. So, you know, you're looking at four games where you feel your quarterback is, if not better, at least on the same page as, as any of these guys. So um, those those are, you know, I wish they would have split the schedule up a little bit easier um, or a little bit more fairly, I guess you can say, you know, through, throw the Jaguars and Lions in the first nine instead of like, you know, a Pats and Bills just to kind of break it up or, you know, Bengals and Ravens instead. So, um you know, if they can survive the first, like you can't go and you know go one and eight at the bye. You know, then you're talking about, you know, things can get kind of ugly. Um, so, you know, you got to find a way to to win at least three of the games in the first nine. Going in a three and six at the bye is not great, but it's at least understandable when you see the teams you play, and then that gives you a chance to, you know, let's say beat the Bears, beat the Vikings, beat the Lions, six, and then if you can take you know, two of the last three, you finish eight and nine, you feel good about where you are. You know, yeah, it's not the playoffs, another missed season. Um, But like you said, double your win total and then heading into 2023 as a year where, you know, you want to compete for the division, not just a wild card. Nick, right now in Vegas, the Jets are over under 5.5 for the season. I'm going to say that they're going to hit the over here. If you're putting money on this, that's where I would put my money. I think they're going to win six or seven games. A lot of things could change. If things break the right way, they could win more than that. If things break the wrong way, they could win less. But if I'm put on the spot right now, I would say six or seven wins is probably around where this shakes out, which is definitely an improvement from last year. And really, ultimately, what you want to see more than an improved win total is an improved Zach Wilson. So if Zach Wilson plays much better and they win six or seven games with an admittedly reasonably tough schedule, especially at the beginning of the season, I think you'd have to probably be satisfied with that. As sad as it is to say that you'd be satisfied with seven wins, considering where the Jets are coming from and how far they have to go, I don't think it would be that bad if it happened. Vegas has them at 5.5. I would go over right now. Six or seven is probably where I'd be looking. Again, though, obviously the trajectory could change based on whatever happens early on in the season, which could swing things a certain way. Yeah, for sure. I would take the over as well. I think I think seven is a good number. I think, you know, like you said, if there's injuries or some of the players don't develop as you want, um, you know, six, 
six is probably a little I'm probably would be a bit disappointed with six. Um, eight, I would say, was would be a solid season for a team that would leave you feeling good about where you are. I think, you know, even if you ask Joe Douglas, you know, the, and Robert Sala that 22 was the year where you see that next step. And then 2023 is the year where they're a playoff team. Um, so if you leave 20, I mean, I know it's May, whatever it is today, and we're talking about the end of the 2022 season, but if you leave that season feeling good about the quarterback and some of these young, um, you know, players at premium positions and you have a ton of cap flexibility um, and all your draft picks next year, you feel that you can add more to this already young and up and coming and talented roster than 2023 is a year where you're like coming straight on for the, for the bills. You know, that's, that's the target. So um, they got to play competitive games against the bills. They can't go out and Zach Wilson can't go like nine of 20 and for like 85 yards and look like, you know, he doesn't belong in the league. I know granted he was playing with, you know, minor league players. So, but you know, he needs to go out there and Wilson has to have games this year where you're like, all right, this guy's ready for, for the big time. Right. Like you got to feel good about him. So that that's what I'll be mostly focused on. And um, sucks that there's no real primetime game because you would love to see your young quarterback and young team, like, you know, sauce Gardner go out there and play a, play a game where he pitches basically a shutout and locks down a receiver. And you have Garrett Wilson showing off in primetime and then your quarterback doing it, which would be cool. But, you know, you got to, again, walk before you or crawl before you walk, walk before you run kind of thing. And, um, you know, they, they, I know the Bears got three prime ten games, which is laughable. But you know you got to win games and earn it before they put you on there. Nobody wants to watch, you know, the Jets get beat up in prime time again. And Jet fans don't want to see that. We don't. We don't want to be laughed at. We've done it. Had it happen enough. And you know, let's earn it before we worry about not getting prime time games. Nick, what are some of the other highlights of the schedule around the league beyond just the Jets? I love that the week one first game i mean right off the bat you got the bills and the rams i mean that's awesome um i'm sure the league would love that as their their super bowl preview <laughs> you know so um you know you just kind of look at the, the 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 good teams and who they're playing i saw dallas and tampa again week one i know it, i think it's in dallas and it's on sunday night as opposed to week one um i saw tampa bay at kansas city i think is like week four that's a great game obviously um Russell Wilson goes right back to Seattle week one, which is funny. Uh, what else do we have? You know, you're going to watch basically the entire AFC West go at it all year because those are four, you know, potentially. I don't know. The Raiders and Broncos to me, I think, are third and fourth. Um, I just I, – I buy so much of Herbert and, you know, adding again to that offensive line with Zion Johnson and Khalil Mack on defense. I just think that team is – if it's not now, then when is it? You know, that team is probably – it feels like they're cursed a bit and they find ways to lose. Um, but I think this is a year for them to start, you know, Herbert's got to, I know it's only year three and Burrow did it in year two, but Herbert's got to start winning real games. I mean, I know he, he was awesome that last game of the year versus the Raiders and they couldn't pull it out, but um, you know, he's got to cement himself as more of, you know, we saw Phillip Rivers, his whole career be a stack guy and um, was everybody's favorite kind of like big game loser he's got to separate himself. So I'll be watching, I was about to call him the San Diego Chargers. I'll be watching the, the Chargers pretty closely all year and seeing their games. I know they have a, a pretty winnable schedule at the beginning, uh, like 
I saw like Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland, pretty winnable games for them. I know Cleveland should be pretty good, but um, you know, the, the primetime slate is really, I saw Philly as a bunch of primetime games, which is, I mean, I know they got AJ Brown, but at the end of the day, they still have Jalen Hurts. And like, I think there's a ceiling on Philly. I think their floor is pretty high, but I think their ceiling is a little low. Like I think they're an eight, 10 win team, no matter what, you know, I don't think they're anything better than that, but I also don't think they're going to be bad. Um, the, the, the one, the one thing that's interesting to me is I know Cleveland has a bunch of primetime games like later in the season. Uh, like I think it's, uh, I know they have week three, they have the uh, Thursday night game. Um, but then like, I think between like weeks, I'm looking at it right here. I think week eight, eight and 10, they have two primetime games. Are they bracing for a Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson suspension? You know, does he get a four game suspension and, you know, appeal it and it gets knocked down to two and he's able to play that Pittsburgh game on primetime because they have, I think Carolina and the Jets first two weeks. So if he's, you know, if he's going to miss two games, you know, you would think that they can still compete in those two games with, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Baker or if it's going to be uh, Brissett, uh, but either way, I'm sure that they feel like they can compete. So that, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Watson, you know, how many games he does get suspended if it's not this year at all. Um, I think a lot depends on the, the criminal investigation that's still going on. And then obviously the legal is hold, you know, holding their own investigation. So I think they're waiting for that to get cleared up before they make any kind of decision. So um, that's, something worth watching um, ton of feel like a ton of international games this year, the, the three in London, the Germany game, the Mexico city. Um, so, you know, it's really just, you have the, you have the chunk of teams like the, your bills, your chiefs, you know, your Denver's now um, Tampa Bay, et cetera. So seeing those guys in prime time, I feel like you're going to have like one of those five teams every other week. Nick, last order of business. What's the latest with Larry Ogunjobi and Quan Alexander? I think Ogunjobi is the guy who um, they have more interest in getting something done. I think they wanted to just see where he was health-wise. Obviously, he signed a pretty pretty big deal with with uh, Chicago right away in free agency. I believe it was like upwards of forty million with about twenty three guaranteed. Um, and he suffered that foot injury in, in the playoffs in January for for the Bengals and. Um, they just couldn't, they couldn't pass him. So they, you know, obviously rescinded the deal, uh, the, the offer or the deal, really, they backed out on it. Um, and I know it's something that new GM Ryan Poles was like really kind of torn about. He really wanted to make it work and felt bad about having to do it, but you know, they just couldn't, couldn't pass him. So that came as, as a red flag and obviously hasn't signed anywhere or even what we know that has taken a physical out anywhere. I would assume the Jets wanted to check in to see where he was at. Um, I'm sure they would like to add him. and he, He'd be a great addition to the defensive line, especially you know if you're going up against teams that want to run the ball early in the year. Um, he'd be a, a big help for them. So I think that one's probably more worth watching than Quan Alexander. That, to me, just felt like, um, hey, we know you're familiar with what we're doing. We just want to see health-wise where you're at, check in on you. Um, if we don't feel good about our, our linebackers this summer and their development, you know, we can give you a call later on as it gets closer to the year. Um, I don't, I don't really have any much inside information on either of those guys, but to me reading the tea leaves and just asking a few people, it seems like, um, Ogunjobi would be 
more of a you know imminent de- not that anything's imminent i shouldn't say that i should say you know would seem more likely to sign right now than Quan alexander um and apparently uh the Bengals are still interested in bringing uh, ogan joby back and and they're comfortable with his medical so i guess maybe it would have to be a financial thing so that's that's a good sign too because they know him best and they know his injuries you know history best so if they're comfortable where he's at physically um then i'm sure the jets probably feel feel the same way so um i i would hope they can get something done with him because i really good player and i think he would fit, fit well here Nick Spano, co-founder of U Stadium. Thanks so much for coming on and talking through the schedule with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to be in the loop with everything that happens in the NFL, and as we said, it's 24-7-365. They got to download the app, and if they really want to have some fun and potentially win some money, they want to participate in the takes function, right? Yeah, man. Just uh, hop on, uh, sign up, create a username, send us over that username in a DM. We'll send you some free points to, to play with. And basically, Takes is a way for you to monetize your sports prediction. So if you're if you have a prediction that Ogan Joby signs with the Jets, or you know if you're into baseball or basketball playoffs or hockey playoffs, you know there's not just football on there. There's a ton of uh, other sports takes out there that you can win some money on and um, create a take. Say you think that the uh, I don't know the Mavericks are going to come back and uh, win the series against the Suns, and um, you know you put it out there, have users vote on it whether they agree or disagree, and then based off your uh, the correct prediction, uh, points are rewarded to the winning side, and then you can cash out those points. So um, check that out. Shoot us a DM on Twitter, Instagram, whatever at U Stadium, and we'll send you over some points to use. Make sure that you download the U Stadium app if you haven't already, and get yourself some points, like Nick said. They come in handy. You could win some actual real-world cash. So make sure you participate and visit playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great All-22 breakdowns on the channel right now. So watch the videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.